Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. The off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Seat Time, everybody. I am your host, Mr. Brian Pierce. Luckily, we have sexy Mr. Caleb Ramsey with two A's on hey the guys. couch with us tonight. Hi. Hey, you spelled my name right, two man. A's. That means a lot, it, dude. It, a it does. It you have does. no idea. I spell it wrong every time and then go, nope, A. Of course, this is Seat Time. We are the online show for the Offered Enthusiasts. So thank you very much for tuning in live this Tuesday evening. It is episode 195. We are brought to you by the fine folks over at Fly Racing, flyracing.com, Kindertire USA, kindertire.com, and then of course, SRT Offroad at srtoffroad.com. Luckily, they make it easy for me, folks. It's not that hard. Man, man. You should I can't be a sales. <laughs> screw that up. I need to become an auctioneer. <laughs> um, but of course, so thank you very much for tuning in. We do have a chat room, tlk.io slash seat time. Get in there, talk to our fine folks, and of course, ask Caleb Ramsey why he's so much faster than me. I think we know the answer, but it's fun to talk about anyway. Right. Of course, you can find us on the site, seattime.co. If you want to watch us, subscribe to us on YouTube. Or, if you want audio only, Stitcher and iTunes are great ways to do that. Why am I talking so fast? Well, we've got Mr. Cody Webb on the show tonight, and he, of course, is on Pit Pass as well. So, luckily enough, we got to him first. I don't know, that feels like I'm in college, and I was like, hey man, I was with so-and-so last night. He was like, yeah, but I got her first. It's like, ah, do you really? I mean, we interviewed Cody first. So, you know, it's like, sorry, I just wiped off there. That's okay, good, you can have her. Um, Of course. Most important things, please support Seat Time. We do have t-shirts for sale right now, seattime.co slash skeleton, and we will talk about it much more later on. All right, let's do this. Mr. Cody Webb, coming in hot. This is your third King of the Mountain win at King of the Hammers. You're a badass. Holy shit. How is your evening going, kind sir? My evening's going awesome, especially now that we're here on seat time. Right. Good man. Good answer. Good, Good answer. Right? That's the way to do it. So I've dude, been practicing that all day. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah, because uh, yeah, Stephen was like, well, how would you get him on the show like an hour ago? I was like, no, it was like four. Right, I mean that's pretty good. I did had him booked up for yeah, a while. You know, you know, I try to make sure it happens. Um, I think it was actually yesterday we talked about it, but still, shut up, Stephen. Mr. Cody Webb, you are starting to become a little bit much more of a household name. A little bit much more. I'm going to work on that. You're pretty much a badass. So this year, you made a switch to a factory team. No, not a factory. To a factory team, to the KTM factory off-road team. You're wearing the Troy Lee gear that everybody's wearing. You're looking all sexy, uh, which is really funny because there's some pictures of you in that Thor gear from that one early on race at the Super Enduro. But holy shit, so you've done really well there. Got the points lead. You just won King of the Motos. Where's your head at? I don't know. My head's kind of up in the clouds right now. It's just feeling good about it all and confident and just kind of keep rolling through and progressing forward. You know, I'm really happy with the new team. And, you know, when things are going your way, they really go your way. And I'd like to keep them, keep that happening. Oh, I agree. So from, from the outside looking in as a professional racer, well, as a, as a professional wannabe professional, uh, Am- at the proper terms, amateur professional. Man. Amateur on, professional. Get it, get it straight. Like, I got sponsors, bro. <laughs> okay. um, well, I mean, what do you think about all this? I mean, because the uh, thing is, is we've seen K- uh, Cody Webb kind of, you know, make his way up the ranks, do really good at beta, then start the KTM, and now factory. But it's just like, when does it end? Or, right. Or well, is I mean, there an end? I don't want there to be. An end. Well, I mean, you know, everybody in the community kind of knows Cody that you know you're making your way up, kind of 
like a Johnny Walker, you know, or Graham Jarvis, you're making your way up. And, and you know, I mean, I don't know. Like, my only question for you is, like, is is it enough? Like, have you been to Europe much? You may mainly ride in North America. Like, is there any Super Enduros, any Erzberg, you know, on your list of to do? Or, you know, what are your plans is kind of my question. Yeah, so, you know, last year is kind of all last minute, and I raced the Super Enduro Series. And it's just, it's not quite as popular as everyone here in the States. You know, I, I started out really rough and really got swinging there and ended up second in that championship at the last round. But, you know, it, it seems to be getting a lot more popularity this year, especially with Red Bull back in the series. And Absolutely. You know, whenever Red Bull gets in with something, it really kind of boosts it and makes it go blow up pretty big. So that's getting pretty big right now and i'm leading that series luckily and i want to keep it going i don't have much of a lead over walker but i'll consider it a lead two yeah. points and uh you know this year i got erzberg on the agenda hopefully Good. romania so i'm excited about that uh i went two years ago and you know i had a really solid finish but it's kind of they kind of bleed orange there a little bit. So it's definitely an advantage to be on the KTM squad. And oh, yeah. my squad goals are on point now this year, and I'm looking forward to uh, redeem myself. Uh, speaking of the Red Bull thing, I did hear a little bit of a rumor last year at the TKO that Red Bull might possibly be coming in as a title sponsor of that event. I haven't seen anything yet, but you're a Red Bull athlete. As you mentioned, Red Bull coming in, all that kinds of stuff. In the grapevine, have you heard that to be true or that to come to fruition? Yeah, I mean, I've I think all of us have kind of seen it a little bit come into play. They uh, Red Bull sent their media media house last year to try and get some information and background research and a little bit of filming, and I think they're uh, working towards stepping up their support, I guess, for the TKO this year. And you know, it's a pretty big event. Honestly, we just had King of Motos, which is a big extreme event, and you know, TKO is the only other really big one in the states. Uh, on the east coast and i think there's going to be a lot of heavy hitters this year especially if, with red bull coming on board a little bit more so you know i'm really excited about that it's gonna be really tough competition it'll be hard to uh get the w again but you know i'm really excited to uh see the sport kind of keep growing like that so quickly i like it well yeah. there's a perfect chance to switch gears because we're just kind of bouncing all over the place mentioning king of the motos Let's talk through a little bit of the format, because as we said, we had Ricky Brabeck on last week, and we got a chance to talk about his national hair and Houndwind. Now, one of the things that's really tough for us here, being in the middle of Texas, is to follow all the stuff that goes on on the extreme coasts extremely well. So the GNCC does a great job with their press releases, all that kinds of stuff, but things like King of the Motos, uh, National Hair and Hound, they're not as great. So, if I've got it correctly, there's an AM race that you that sportsmen do then you guys start 10 minutes after with a little bit of a three mile loop added to it and then after that then you guys go out and do a bunch of laps and as as people get lapped then they're removed from the course and then after um, x amount of time is when they throw the checkered fix that yeah, whatever you, that's wrong that, <laughs> it yeah, you, is you, a you hard pretty much schedule. nailed everything on the head okay uh, you know the sportsmen they start uh, 10 minutes earlier and they definitely did that on purpose because they knew we were going to catch up to all the bottlenecks and uh, that was definitely pretty crazy I think Taylor and I caught up to them we were together at the time we passed like 30 people probably in the same canyon they were like ants almost And did you use cool. anybody for traction? I did not I was pretty I was pretty nice for the most part good man but uh, you know it, the morning loop was kind of about more about figuring out the GPS and it, it really kind of just determined your start order 
And, you know, if you didn't get a good start in that afternoon race, it would have been a big, big headache trying to get through all the, the mass of people on that first hill. So, you know, it, the morning wasn't crucial part of the race. It was kind of helpful getting figuring the GPS out. That's actually a difficult part. Trail tech, you know, is a big part of that uh, race. And, you know, everyone kind of gets a deal on using their GPS units. And if you've never used it before, it's pretty tricky. Like, you can't – the little arrow – only really determines where you're going when you're moving so whenever you get lost you come to a stop but you actually don't know where you're actually heading because <laughs> the arrows like you need to keep moving to see if you're going the right direction or not so it was really tricky and that first uh the first lap of the afternoon extreme race was really kind of like us in the peloton waiting to strike because no one anytime anyone got ahead they'd miss a turn and get lost and then we were, <laughs> you're right back in the pack again uh Explain a little bit more about how the GPS works as a race. Now, is it you're specifically following this GPS unit? You do not have any trail markings? So, it's being out in the California desert. There's like four trees out there, and they're not even trees. They're more like a cactus. So, it's pretty hard to, uh, you know, keep people on a fine line and whatnot. So, there's a a pre-ridden course that... A lot of it's only been only has one trail mark, and that was just from Jimmy Lewis. When Jimmy he Lewis, yep. <laughs> so, uh, you know, a lot of stuff you have no idea where you're really going, and it, it makes it difficult. And you just follow a track. And uh, Taylor and I each had two GPSs, so one was like as if you're looking from a really high bird's eye view, and then other, the other levels like zoomed in, so you can look at two different maps and gauge where you were on course. And they had very very few markings out there. It was just kind of like a reminder like yeah you're in the right direction there's nothing that to keep you on track so yeah. the gps part was it was a really big factor that first lap but you know after i think almost 100 riders were in the race so uh, we caught up to lappers pretty quick that second lap but still like you know there's enough people who went through and you can kind of figure out your line a little bit by the second lap right now wow it, it, like they do in rally in those situations where you've got essentially a gps heading to follow you know that heading is given to you in the in the nav book you know in your book uh, in your road book now in this case though you're following a track that's programmed into the gps right you don't have something that that maybe like a route chart that would tell you, you know, at X amount of turn miles in, you know, you're going to be following this heading. So then you could follow this heading on a GPS thing as well as follow the GPS tracks. Like if you're just following GPS tracks. Yeah. Just the GPS track. You know, it's the thing about, you know, races like Dakar, you're so far out in the desert, you're going like, a, I don't know how many miles ago each day, but it's crazy. And, and they're traveling a huge amount of distance. And for us, if we did something like that, it, it would be too hard to follow because the yeah. track makes too many turns and stuff. So, you know, there's no, you can't tell elevation or anything. You can just, you just follow the track and it's, it's definitely tricky, but you know, it, it just, you got to take your time and not push. And a lot of times whenever someone was out up front, next thing you know, they're missing a corner and they went from, you know, there was five of us kind of freight train in that first lap. And if you missed a Whoever was leading is like, oh, you're back in fifth for a little bit. And then <laughs> it was kind of like everyone's staggering, falling off the front whenever they miss a turn and someone right. else takes advantage of it. Love it. Have you ever had a chance to do any kind of events on a motorcycle where you're 
where navigation comes into play as well, well I mean, a well with speed enduro but i mean that's nothing compared to something like that yeah you know? no I mean, it's it's weird man and granted i haven't even done the the situation where maybe you're just following the gps track and maybe a slightly prid-ridden like the nav the rally shit's awesome but it's totally it's even a whole nother level of that shit crazy in there um so question from the chat room what tire what type of tire did you choose for king of the mountain and why so I ran the uh, the 756 Dun- that Dunlop makes that you can actually buy now. I think you can only buy them at Enduro oh. Cross Race or something. But it's like a. Did you say 756? The- yeah, it's a gummy tire. So they actually oh. sell them. They're not cheap because they're factory spec, and uh, you know they they work really well for that extreme stuff, but. You know, that's pretty much all they're meant for, and usually they're more made for slick conditions, so the 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 desert and all the really grippy rocks really tears them up, but the amount of traction you can get on those is pretty much cheating compared to running a stock tire. Yeah, because those rocks are too, really porous as well, right? They're out there in the desert, so, I mean, they would, like, you grab onto them with those gummy tires. Yeah, it's really gritty. Uh, and then this one gets a little weird. Um, he wants to know, are your sisters single? Uh, I don't know, really. One of them's kind of dating someone, I think. Uh, all I'm going to say is best of luck to you. <laughs> I like how it wasn't, it wasn't like a, ew, no, let's not talk about that. It was like, oh, well, I mean, you know, let's be honest. There, there's a life for these people, and they may not enjoy the fact that I'm talking about it on the internet, but hey. Well, in Texas, those are five. Just don't words, let them beat so. you, because you'll never hear the end of it. Oh, uh, I can only imagine. Yeah, uh, and speaking of, they were the sisters. Uh, the reason why it's kind of a, a come out of the closet, if you will, is that uh, they were just on Dirt Bus. So Dale Spangler over at Dirt Bus did a nice little piece on them. Oh, they all rail? Yeah. Very they, nice. They've, they've done Enduro Cross a couple times and kicked some booty. Very well, while nice. we've got you for a couple more minutes, let's talk about the Super Enduro. So that's going, I think, better than some people planned. And then two expectations for others. Um, I think the biggest kind of mm, what could have been a weird variable in there is the fact of the switch to the factory team. Obviously, gear doesn't make a big difference there. But the fact that you're now on a factory bike, you're riding the 250 um, instead of the the 300 that you had been on. So what kind of how did you get ready for Super Enduro? And how do you know, do you get to go over there earlier because you've learned that you need more sleep? You need less food poisoning. All of those things. Yeah, I mean, I learned a lot last year, and you know, I made the switch to the 250F, but I made that decision pretty, pretty early. Well, it wasn't early, but you know, maybe around August or September of last year, I was able to ha- get down and do some testing on the bike. So, you know, I had an idea, and I felt fast on the bike, but I wanted to remain on the two-stroke for the whole rest of the 15 season. So that's what I was most comfortable on. So, I, you know, I had a little head start compared to what most people think about being on the new bike, but. You know, I, I really expected myself to be near the front, but those guys are so strong, and it's funny to see all the stuff on on the internet and see the people, the keyboard warriors, writing stuff. How Johnny Walker's the king of the world, and how I'll never beat him, and how Americans suck at off road. And you know, three of the top five of us, like, we're top five in the series, and we've won. I think Americans have won almost all the motos. So yeah, because it's that's like insane. you, then Johnny Walker, then Colton, right? Like that's Colton, the point. Yeah. The points and, work out. Yeah. And even Taylor's been there, right there, a couple times and leading here and there. So, you know, I, I think uh, the Americans seem to be picking up their knack for enduro cross and super enduro lately. 
Um, why is it that Super Enduro might have been something that was a little difficult for you guys to be as dominant at as you kind of are over here in the States? Is is there a big difference? Is there something you got to figure out? Or is it just you're in Europe and it's not America? It's the tracks, the tracks there, I mean, an Enduro Cross track, you can argue it's an Enduro Cross track, but Enduro Cross Super Enduro, the track prep has been really kind of poor in the past at Super Enduro, and they've done a really bad job of keeping the tracks maintained. And in the Enduro Cross, every race it's Schaefer tracks and it's like perfectly groomed and cherry dirt and you know it's really consistent and over there it's been really kind of crappy to be honest and this year they have like a new track guide building all the tracks and it's kind of been actually pretty consistent and the tracks have been good and holding up good and it's been making uh the racing a little bit easier so we're a bunch of babies and can't handle change yeah i guess so all right i like but if you look at you know guys in the in the MXGPs, like they never prep the tracks, I don't think, the whole time. And the tracks are even the motocross tracks Super are different there than here. Yeah. Super well, I know it's it's getting close to that time for us to let you go. So before we do, what's coming up? Do you, what other big, good, awesome snippets do you have for us? Well, I go to Argentina in a couple weeks for the next round of Super Enduro. So I'll be down in uh, down South America. For Argentina and Brazil, and then I think a couple weeks off, and then going to finish out the Super Enduro Series. So hopefully, I can get that championship, keep moving forward, and then uh, I think Erzberg is the next one big one on the list after that. So I got my hands full in between Super Enduro and Extreme stuff, but I'm looking forward to it all, and I'll be graduated, so I'll actually have the time to uh, actually be training. Right now, I just kind of hang out, drink Secchi's lockers, you know, like. <laughs> Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've been riding and training hard, so but I'm looking forward to be graduated and you know, doing what I love and riding a lot more and being more prepared. Right on, dude. Well we appreciate Impressive. you coming on the show. I'm sorry that it had to be so quick, but we appreciate you definitely kinda of taking the time to make it work and uh and chatting with us. Good luck in our uh, you know, in Argentina. Have fun traveling, I guess. Get there early, don't get food poisoning. You know what? Don't drink the water, is it the Staying anywhere south of yeah, here? Yeah, now they got the beer. Zika virus, so don't don't have babies, too, because there's yeah. like that. You could get it from oh, semen, so watch bite. out. Mosquito bites and semen, apparently. Oh. Yep, I, don't, I know that's effed up, but it's on the verge today. I read an article. I promise science. This escalated quickly. Yep, yeah. as, as it should. This is the internet <laughs> we're talking to here. This isn't like your mom's dictionary that she would read. I don't know. It's, <laughs> Dude, come on, All right. man. Thank you very much, Mr. Cody right. Webb. We appreciate Thanks, you coming guys. on the show and have well, fun on Pit Pass. You tell Tony we said hi. All righty. <laughs> Later, man. I love it. Yeah, no, it's, uh, like you said, you, you, you've maybe had one or two chances to hang out with Cody Webb in the past when he signed up with the National Enduro. The dude is really awesome. He's super down to earth, a lot of fun to be around. Um, his dad and his mom, like his whole family, the sisters we're talking about. I don't know they're real. That's super cool. Super cool, man. That's great. They're super cool. And what's funny is we did, we actually had the sisters on uh, sometime late last year. And with that, like, it was because they had just done their first Enduro Cross. Uh, oh. And they'd always ridden. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. with, with, with the way that their father and Cody have always ridden together, a family like that, they kind of just ride. You know what yeah, I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it wasn't until at some point in time, obviously, when Cody started doing a lot better, that they were kind of like, well, hey, you know, Dad, show us some stuff, blah, blah, blah. And that's when they took it upon themselves to kind of, like, you know, it was their own idea between themselves to go do an, to do an Enduro Cross. Like, get in the woman's class and do it. And now they've get actually gnarly. done a couple, so... That, that's more than I want to do. 
I've done a couple, and I don't want to do them anymore. Yeah, I did. (laughs) I've done one and just so much arm pump. So much. I don't understand how. You can't hold your beer afterwards. Like, because it's like. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't even want to drink beer because that's too heavy. You want, like, an IV of vodka. Put camel back in your mouth and just not move. I like that idea. So what's what's next on the... On the agenda. On the show what notes. Are we talking I like it. Man, next? look at this guy. He's he's together. Punctual. See? He's making this I shit got a happen. Desk job now. All right. <laughs> so we did kind of cut through it a little bit quickly, but I did want to say thank you again to uh, our supporters. So if you think that seat time is awesome, definitely please when you're at your local dealer or surfing the web, uh, fly racing. Of course, check those guys out. Great gear, all kinds of fun stuff. Any of the riding with Woody episodes or tips of the trail that we are going to be putting out later this year. Check out Fly Racing, what they've got going on at flyracing.com. Of course, Kinda Tire USA um, at kindatire.com. We were talking about some of the Dunlop tires. Well, where a lot of that kind of spawned from is the fact that Kinda started putting these kind of hybrid tires out. Now, Dunlop and some of the other factory guys were playing around with those crazy, like super oily, geggy, you know, well, said 756, but. and like, I don't know if I'm just. Well, what they did is once they got their once they got their compound correct, then they didn't know which casing they wanted to use. So then they played around with that, and that's when they modeled it off the seven fifty six. That's crazy! Like I haven't heard that's that's yeah because they stopped making it right. But what they did is they took that 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 was the best mold, you know, for uh, for an off road endurocross tire, and so they took the gummy compound that they that they molded and put it in the in the in the old seven fifty six molds. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. They're like 200 bucks a pop. Dude. So what you do is you go to kindatire.com or you go to your local dealer and ask for kindatire. And with that, you can get the equilibrium or their gummy hybrid and spend way less and have honestly just as comparable of a tire. Uh, I've run them all over the place at TKO in uh, Colorado. Are you going to ride Seat Time Adventures with us this year? I don't know. I'm going to be up there, but Mm. I don't know. Probably at the same time. Sounds ridiculous. (laughs) Sounds ridiculous. Hey man, we got a he's got a family vacation. He's plan, gonna be dude. hanging out with cooler chicks than me. Chick, singular. <laughs> Somebody else might have chicks. Oh yeah, okay. Like yeah. multiples, not just you. Not not whatever. Um, so yeah, what's and next? then of course yeah. uh, SRT off road. So the good stuff is we're talking about all this enduro mm-hmm. cross, we're talking about all this gnar- nasty, gnarly, extreme enduro. You got to protect your bike when you do this kind of stuff. So if you radiator ever, if you ever guards, thought, yeah, radiator guards, guards, skid plates. All that kinds of stuff. Uh, chain guard. Holy crap! I totally trashed mine at Barnwell. Uh, going riding, so I'm gonna be calling SRT. Getting me some parts up in there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's like, I need oh, to yeah. say something. Nope. Just need to burp. Yep, just need to yep, burp. Yep. So <laughs> as we uh, as we as we kind of work our way through the show a little bit, we definitely want to talk a little bit about some of the recent buzz that has been going on in the mm-hmm. industry. So luckily, our good friends over at Dirt Buzz, Mr. Dale Splangler, has got his Monday buzz that he puts out. At Dirt Buzz is so much fun. So with that, let's get into this stuff. So obviously we had King of the Mountain, and with that we saw Cody Webb win. Like, and, and he did a moto. What did I say? Moto. He you said King of the Mountain. mountain. Do I really? Yes. That's like twice. over and over again. That's why it keeps yeah. throwing. Yeah, it keeps now. throwing me off. <laughs> moto. Moto. King of the motos. Because it's not really a mountain. It's I mean it's got hills. There's multiple. It's not, really, it's not really like a mountain mountain. It's, it's like a, a, it's a in the. Rock. Field. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a boulder, my understanding. It's a nasty boulder thing, it's like does like yeah. low desert. Yeah, low high desert. desert. I don't know. Right. But uh, so he won King of the Motos, um, and then second place Taylor Robert, third place Colton Haker. 
Now, we hadn't seen uh, Taylor Robert win uh, KOM, but we have seen Colton Haker. He won last year. He's running the number mm-hmm. one plate this year. Yeah. And Cody Webb was over at Super Enduro last year. So it's like safe to say, you know, you can be like, mm, but there's no, like, you know, oh, in racing. So you got to, like, the people who showed up, touched up the race, and that's the one who won. So yep, there it is. Absolutely. Um, and you mentioned I, how awesome Robbie Bell looked in his picture. Yeah, just right? like scrolling, doing Do the morning. Do Steven? Oh, there it is. Doing like the morning it. scroll, and I was like, all right, an off-road rider getting down. Cool, like it, very nice. And that was at Works this past weekend, round two, so Robbie Bell did get the win there. Uh, Dalton Shirley came in second, and Colton Udall in third. Um, I tried to get a chance to snag the video beforehand so we could watch it in the show, but I have to mention at least Justin Jones, holy crap. Yeah, did you see his wreck? Didn't, I didn't. Oh, yeah, okay, so go back and look around, especially you just go to Justin Jones on Instagram and find it, and he he comes around the inside wide open on Robbie Bell to get the lead, jumps off this little drop-down kind of roller thing, lands in a hole, and it just, and he just, like, eats shit. Ejectocito. He slides maybe 75 to 100 yards, like, just, just totally, like, too fast. Just too getting... Fast. Road rash, like a mother. <laughs> um, so, good job, guys. Have fun out there. Justin Jones, hopefully you're okay. Uh, we saw Cetra, the burnt gin hair scramble. This is kind of that event we always see on the East Coast right before either the National Enduros pickup right. or the GNCC. Uh, it seems we've gotten the GNCCs a little bit later and the National Enduros a little bit earlier. So, this year, it's before the National Enduro. And that seems to be more common as of late. But Grant Baylor got the win there, number 314. On his Yamaha. He's his, up and coming good, yeah, man. Dude, his YZFX. Uh, it's cool to see that the Yamaha team, the off-road team, all of them are racing the FX models. Now that they're nice. all out. They're so nice. well, the off-road team is actually sense, racing you know? off-road motorcycles yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And then Jesse Grome in second on his Beta and Russell Bobbitt in third on his KTM. Good to see Russell Bobbitt up to speed. Uh, you know, he was kind of recuperating from an injury last year with mm-hmm. his back. Uh, and then stuff like that. Jesse Grome, I think, Hold as well, back. late last year, had an injury, too. So good to yeah, see him. Yeah, I haven't heard much up to from him lately. That's good. I know. Seca. I saw in Mississippi, Cliff Owsley, Tanner McCoy, and Cole Reese. Uh, this was So down in Mississippi, I'm not too sure, honestly. I grew up in Louisiana, so you'd think I'd know about one of these series, but I don't. So I'm going to go with Southern and Southern... Cross Country Association, Southern Enduro. Cross- I ran into a bunch of those dudes um, so like whenever Sarah we did the uh, there, but Sarah didn't- Perry Mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like what most of those dudes down there ride. So I guess the so. LACC, which is the Louisiana Cross Country, maybe there's a. Yeah, that's a Seca. I, I think it's Mississippi, but I think like Alabama, you know, right. a lot of you know, kind of all race that. I know it used to be Sarah. Well, this was New Orleans, but, you know, whatever. Oh, back in the day. Back in the day. And then, of course, we saw some cool stuff with Fly Racing, um, where Honda announced their full off-road team, and the whole team is sponsored by Fly, so good for them for getting that going on. We saw Kinda Tire. Um, If you are going to the National Enduro this weekend for Sumter, check out the Millville 2, and if that's something maybe you can't get a hold of, or you choose, you know, oh, you know, I want a little bit more sand, obviously the Southwick 2 would be another good choice to run at... Uh, Sumter, but it's not all sand, even though it's sandy kind of piney woods. Right. So to think about that, that intermediate terrain to sand clay. that they're going to have there. Uh, and of course, with SRT, we got to see Carrie, Corey Grafunder fourth at King of the Mountain. King of the Motos. What the? Dude, now it's it just again. Happening. You know what it's from? It's from Out Cold. And uh, the first movie I ever saw Zach Galifianakis in 
um, with Jeremy something or other. And it is old, old, old. Do you know Beer what I'm talking about? Beer in their about? mouth. Yes. Shred Get down. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Wonderful movie. Yeah. Try to watch it before I go on my ski trips. I haven't gotten a chance to in a while, but yeah, no. I try to watch it every we, morning. We're like, just show like, wake my, up and watch show it. Show my friends, like, all right, this is what our ski trip's going to be like. Yeah, we're going to poach the mountain, drink a bunch of beer, and hopefully make it to the bottom. <laughs> the hot tub scene. All right, we got to get back <laughs> right, We got to get back on Dirt bike show. Yeah. Dirt bike show. All right, talking about whatever, movies whatever. over here. All right, well, cool. Well, so that's kind of like the Dirt Buzz, and obviously, thank you very much to our friends over at Dirt Buzz, the dirtbuzz.com. You can get that. Um, it's a good way for us to kind of bring all of the local uh, or all of the national news that's kind of been going on in the off-road world to you guys. Um, before, let's go ahead and get Evan Smith called in. But before we go ahead and, and totally jump to that, what we're going to do is talk about the Seat Time t-shirts that we do have out right now. So uh, have you seen them? I caught a glimpse of it. I was asking him about it. Yeah, about? it's like... What do you think? It it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean. Does he lie like that to you? I mean, is that kind of like what you see? <laughs> She's like, babe, what do you think about this person? It's amazing. Southeast Cross Country <laughs> Association. Oh, there it is. There's the, the quick correction. Somebody used Google. The internet trollers is oh, what it is, it man. Is. So you oh, can go to seattime.co slash skeleton, and what, you could, what you're doing there is you're not just like buying some money. You're helping out support seat time. So that is very important because, yes, we do have sponsors, and we do get a little bit of financial helping from them, but in the long run, we have a lot more goals that we want to you know, accomplish. And with that, we can't actually do these kinds of things. So please go to the, to the site. Grab yourself one or two of the skeleton T-shirts that we've put out, and you can only do it this week. That's kind of like why it's a big deal. Because we don't need to have stock of all these t-shirts and hang on to them forever. We got them on sale for seven days. You order one of the t-shirts, and we're going to ship them to you after they come back from the printer. It's like Bob's your uncle. Cool beans, man. Maybe we'll probably ship you some koozies, too, because we just like, you know, beer. And you should like koozies, because they hold beer. Yeah? <laughs> Seatime.co slash skeleton. All right, so it's not going to be out of here, everybody that's going on. I'm going to put this thing back in. All right, ladies, over there on the East Coast somewhere... How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Good. Hey, Drew. What's up, How's dude? How's it going, Mr. Drew Higgins? Long time no see. I know, right, dude? You actually look older. Are you? Are you actually? Are you eighteen? Nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? Holy shit! I think your balls finally dropped there. Your voice sounds a lot deeper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Case in point. Case in point. Okay, so. Let's talk about how this evening came to fruition for you guys being on the show. I knew that I wanted to talk National Enduro. The National Enduro is going to start this weekend. Sumter, they've made quite a few changes. I wanted to talk to some people that would be affected by those changes. Um, and so I asked Russell Bobbitt who he thought would be a good candidate for that. He mentioned Evan Smith. And it's funny because I had been texting Drew all day. Right. Um, but I'm not going to lie. The last time Drew was on, he said five words. So I was like, Drew might not talk the whole time, so I'm going to look at Evan Smith, and then he's like, oh, yeah, well, Drew's here, too, so Drew's come on. I was like, all right, if Drew says five words and you say 15, we can make this work. Like, we can have a show with this. So this is this is what got us here at halfway through episode 195. So you think Drew Higgins is fast? Oh, uh, yeah. You, We've think, been, you think Evan Drew, Smith is fast? I don't know Evan real well. Nice to meet you, Evan. Um, but uh, <laughs> nice to have known you. <laughs> and no, yeah, Drew's been up and coming in the series, and last year he got really fast because all he does is ride at McManaman's or the farm, 
lucky dog. Some of us have to work. And so now you're living the dream and uh, hanging out on the East Coast. So we're all proud of you. So heck okay. yeah! And then so like what's it's interesting is this Evan this Evan Smith relationship. I kind of want to learn a lot more about this. So we're gonna get to that in a second. So let's talk National Enduro before we talk about your bromance that you've got going there on the East Coast. You've like run away to broke back, but hey, <laughs> we're not we're not here to judge. We're here to discuss. So one of the big changes for this year, and we've seen quite a few in the past couple of years, and I'm okay with these. It's it's good to kind of change it up and see how it affects the series. When we saw with the, the whole number changing thing and wherever you finish, you've got a place and blah, 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 works good. So the pros are now moving to the 30s, into the row 30. Oh. So the number one pro will start on row 31 instead of 21, and the gentleman... Like, did not know like about Drew that. And Evan, who were double A last year, the double A guys will now start at twenty one. Kind of staying in the same place you were last right. year. Right. Yeah. So there's there's a lot going on here. Now, guys, I kind of before we just totally dive in and, and kind of give you some of our thoughts on this, what are your opinions? Because you guys have been the guys that were in the twenties with the pros, probably getting passed every now and again, but in the long run you're just it's probably too many fast people. It, like Bunched up together, so thoughts good, bad, or indifferent, or whoever uh, wants get, to talk first. I think it's good. I mean, if you get if, well, last year, if you were, I don't know if you got an 11th or first in the double A class, you were on like 31 or something, right? And then you're with the 11th place pro, so if it's a little bit dusty, you're about the same speed, so. That's my main concern. Um, not necessarily getting passed all the time. That's not too bad. But I don't know what your thoughts are. On it. So you think this? Do I? You think this is better than what they're doing now? Yeah, I mean, the first place pros will be catching the tenth place double A rider, so that's just going to be like another another rider almost. Not going to be as close in speed as the first place double A to the first place pro. Kind of get it. Gotcha, I liked your gotcha, comment gotcha. about the first place double A guy. 31, you know, being there with the 11th place pro. That is one thing I didn't think of. And that at that point, yeah, it's kind of like they're probably going to be pretty close to that same kind of speed. So to put double A guys in front kind of like does make sense to that regard. I like that. I like that. All right, Evan, what are your thoughts? Um, I kind of thought it was with dust, it didn't help, but I thought it was almost an advantage for double A riders to be placed with a pro at that row because. I mean, that puts you with somebody you can chase, and then the rest of the double-A guys that may be 10 or 15 rows back didn't have that. And, you know, as, as it was good for the guys that were getting top five in double-A, it wasn't necessarily good for anybody else. And being on 21 and up, it'll be cool to not get passed by all the pros, because I don't know about anybody else, but I never liked that. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it makes us feel slow. <laughs> it sucks. I always like riding in the twenties, and so it's like, f it. Any national enduro I do, I know I'm just gonna be getting past because I like the terrain in the twenties. It's just what I like. So I'm like, okay, well, every forty five seconds, somebody's gonna be railing up my ass. Well, yeah, that was actually my next question. <laughs> like, any thoughts, like, on what this is, on where you like to be row wise, and where you're gonna end up being? Like, I guess you'll, you know, be just a little bit further back. Like, is that good, or what do y'all think? Thoughts on that? Personally, I think uh, I'll end up being 43A for the first race. That's kind of, like, perfect. 
and most of the other pro riders, I mean, they all kind of like to be further back. Mm-hmm. And it was almost a disadvantage for Caleb or whoever was on 21 last year just because it was so early. They didn't have any lines or beat-in trail or anything, and now it'll kind of be a little more level for everybody. Yeah, that'd be a ton of insides that they don't really see 11 rows in front. Just like this past weekend, I mean, there was insides every little lap. So just picture that every test. Yeah, I mean, and and is that is that part of the reason why they move the pros back? It's it's tough because that's just going to happen anywhere. Like we know, that like and call it inside lines, cheater lines, however that kind of is. Like that just happens in these tight single track situations when you start to see that kind of line. Because in reality, you're racing arrow to arrow. You don't have you know what I mean. Like you it, you don't have to follow the trail. Just like in GNCC, you race the ribbon, right? Um, and so moving the professional, the, the professionals, the pros back to the 30s gives them a little bit better trail. It's a little bit more broken in, right? And they've got the fast guys like the double A's who obviously at this point are no slouches. Like you would be in that double A class. You know, you guys are awesome. Um, you're going to make pretty good marks, pretty good setup trail for all these guys. So now that these guys in the 30s are going to have the, pro, the pros being the 30s are going to have these better tracks laid out. Are the 40s going to be just like clapped out? Are they, you know, like he's saying the 43, like, is like at that point, are we going to start seeing like, you can, like, and are cheater lines just going to be like ridiculous because they're going to have the, the, the inside lines being done in the 20s and the 30s? Oh, Or does it just make... happen all the time? It doesn't really matter. What do you think? I don't know. It doesn't happen not all the time. And it's just like little insides. I mean, they're not nothing. It's like, I don't know, not huge margins, but I don't know. What's your point? I mean, the way enduro racing is, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, it's not going to be fair really for anybody because you never know who might be two rows ahead of you that is making killer lines that's a pro five rows ahead doesn't see you know, and stuff like that. So, I mean, it just, you know, it's just going to shake out however it does. Yeah. And I think that that's just, this is why moving the pros to the 30s makes sense is because there were times when you saw somebody that had a bad race or just had a crash or whatever, and they were in the 20s, but then because of the, the rule where where you finish is what row you're on, maybe they finished 13th or whatever. So then they're on 33. You saw them in the next round have awesome lap times. But because, you know, they had 10 rows of guys go through there with all the pros, so the, then the hot lines, if you will, all the inside lines start to get marked. So then these guys in the 30s are straight seeing those riding them doing really good. And I think they noticed that. And that's part of another reason why it'll, excuse me, it'll be good to see kind of if it, to Evan's point, kind of evens out. It's tough because there really is no way to even it out. Every time one rider goes through there, technically it's different. So right. <laughs> it's almost and it's almost a wash because every track's gonna be different. Now I'm not like I've probably only done like you know probably ten enduros in my life. But not like, enough. That's all. Yeah, I know. Saying. I know. It's it's scary going fast where you haven't been. Sorry, that's my opinion. Balls. Anyways, sometimes you just I gotta have depend- balls. It de- I mean, it, dude, come on. It isn't. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, like every track's gonna be different. You're wrong. Everything's gonna. There's correct so him. many variables. Like Drew, correct him. <laughs> <laughs> kind of right i don't know they're all different i mean it's gonna be evened out if you do good one race well 
if you do good the next race, it's because I guess you belong up there. I don't know. Well, okay, like the the reason the reason I say that it was like okay, race in West Texas. Yeah, there's gonna be awesome lines that develop later on. Go to you know Nacogdoches. Go race in the sand. Well, nobody's cutting on the inside of like trees they're going to follow the main track and then so if it's and it gets rough so fast so it's like okay maybe it's better to be earlier there and then be later in like west texas you know what i mean so i mean it's just like it's hard yeah. to say for each and every and that's you know, why place. they originally changed it to where if you finish first you're on 21 if you finish third you're on 23 because you did then you didn't get the pick it right. was it was Something the fastest dumb. guys as cohesively put together as possible so that they they could have as close to the same track as possible. You know, they may have only five or ten guys between them to create differences in the track right. uh, to make it a little bit more fair. So for 2016, both of you guys are on the RP, the RPM FMF you know KTM team. How did this come about, Drew? You did really good last year on you know Watsy's team. Evan, I don't know what team you were on, but now you guys are together. Your teammates, you're broing up and bunking down. You know what's up. I mean, I just kind of hit up the owner, and we went from there back in October. Um, got really? everything lined out the uh, kind of the end of November. Um, finally got something signed, but that's just kind of how it was. I mean, Watsy was closing the doors, so I was looking for something else, yep. pretty much. <laughs> um, and I was on my own last year. I didn't have a ride. You know, I just had individual sponsors and stuff, and. I kind of, yeah, I hit up the owner the same way and helped uh, my graphics guy, HPD Graphics, is affiliated with him, so he helped me, uh, you know, get in touch better and actually didn't know that Drew was part of the team until after I had become part of the team, so that was kind of like a... I guess a happy accident, you might say. Right now, you guys are like, "Hey, is this my jersey or is this your jersey?" And you're like, "I don't know. What's the back say?" You're like, "Stop it! I'm not looking." It's like it's so awkward. That's exactly how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Mug shots today. <laughs> Sweet. How did that go? Did you do? Did you coot? What is it? Did you throw cool whips? What do the kids say these days? I was just staying in front of our van. Oh. <laughs> So do you guys have like a R- RPM FMF van or is it like creeper like sprinter status? Well, Drew's rolling in a Benz, so I mean. <laughs> hey, they're both Benz. Oh yeah, oh you're see- okay, nice. All right, dude. Well, that's just cuz it's the Mercedes so Sprinter. It's not like he's like Dude, look. Every sprint, look. whether it's Dodge, that international, or a Mercedes, okay, they're all okay. expensive. <laughs> okay, so a motorcycle rider knows that, yeah, but to the chicks that they're oh. bringing home oh. to their party castle, you just look at that logo on the uh, front, and they're to just their like, party Yo, both van, not party castle. To their driving creeper mobile. Dude, it's not a creeper mobile. I know, because I tall. got one in the back with the little AC unit. Dude, look, my. 1999 Econo line E150 was a creeper van. They're in Benz's. It's a difference. <laughs> Your girlfriend's over there shaking her head. She's like, yes, it was. I met him afterwards. Thank God. Hey, Caleb, did you get those motor mounts? Motor bolt? <laughs> Dude, shut up, man. I didn't lock tight them. <laughs> Uh-oh, what are you talking about? What happened, Mr. Fur? Oh, man, I built a motor, put it in there, and... 
in the last race I saw Drew at, um, Motormouth backed off. I just didn't lock tight him. I mean, I torqued him, but I just didn't lock tight him. So it's like, man. Like, well, yes, racing? I did get a set. Yeah, yeah, they came out and things were feeling weird. And <laughs> so it's like, all right. Whoops. Stop real fast. Well, let's tighten those up. Yeah, it's going to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. It was a bad weekend. I mean, you know, you gotta you gotta put some time into a bike. Like once you do a motor, and I didn't. I just went straight to the race. Didn't practice nothing. Just straight to the race. You know, and you gotta make sure everything's good. You know, gotta lock tight your shits. No, I was coming for you, Drew. I was on my way. <laughs> yeah, Drew, watch out. It's coming for you. One day he'll remember to do everything and actually have a bike that works by the end of it. Hey, man, I got an office job. I got time to work my bike now. Oh, yeah, like, Drew, I got out of the truck, dude. You did? Look, yeah. Did it start already? Yeah, it started Monday. Sending emails for a living, man. You mean yesterday? <laughs> is that better? Yeah, yesterday. Dude, it is, because nobody cuts you off or flips you off in an email. They can't do it. It's impossible. And if they can, there's paper trails. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm just, just going to send this to your boss, bitch. Yeah. Way to bring down the heat. Way to bring in the heat. Uh oh, Impound made it. Who's Impound? We talked about this before. We talked about Impound in the chat room. Yeah, I don't know either. Let's say, what you got, buddy? What you got, buddy? I don't have to type all that. So, Drew and Evan, you guys are heading to Sumter this weekend. Uh, Evan, you said you're on 43. Drew, that means you're what? Probably like 39 or 40? 40. 40? All right. So, thoughts going into the weekend? I'm pretty pumped. I'm really excited. The conditions are sick over here, and I feel 110% prepared. I'm ready to go get maybe a podium. Nice! Is there some rain heading y'all's way, though? Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be like pouring down rain tonight, which means it'll be mint come Sunday. Okay, very nice. That's true. Very nice. Uh, Forget what day it is. So, yeah, no, I know that's Kayla, right? Winter Storm Kayla coming through or something like that. No, 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 this is a whole nother system. Do I look Sorry. like a weatherman? I have no idea what's going on. I'm all about the weather, man, but I don't really look east, you know what I mean? Caleb just doesn't look, period. He's just like, <laughs> Dream of coffee before I go to work, read the newspaper, watch the weather. <laughs> not a, I'm not that old, y'all know that. Wow. It's getting weird. Ah. <laughs> oh. Well, um, we are going to go talk about Supercross in a minute, but Drew, while I have you on, I wanted to ask what you, uh, what your thoughts were on, uh, on, um, the race last weekend. Uh, my thoughts were good. It was, um, at the start of the race, there was like 40 of us on the line, so it was kind of nerve wracking, like got to get a good start. Ended up somehow getting a whole shot. Um, got passed by Jesse Grom and then. Kind of a train of them coming by me for a while. Felt like a sea rider, and then me and Evan linked up and started riding together, and it went went good from there. Kind of got my arm pumped out of the way. How'd you end up? Uh, fourth. Very solid. Very nice. Wait, you're still battling with arm pump? Well, um, whenever you have like Russell Ball behind you, I'll get a little pumped up. <laughs> okay. I was just okay. I, that wasn't a stab or anything, but I just know you ride so much is the only reason. But no, no, okay, yeah, I got you. You got a, you got a heavy hitter behind you. 
for sure. Man, so that's pretty. That's a pretty stacked race, then. Oh, dude, yeah, there was a, and, that, and that's what's so cool about that that hair scramble is that it always seems to kind of be the one that people use to flush out those kind of last minute bugs and quirks and stuff like that. So for Drew and Evan to have gone that uh, that event with, excuse me, the caliber of riders that were there and do as well as they did, I mean that says a lot, like of how prepared they are right now ready going into to Sumter this coming weekend yeah absolutely very nice and uh Evan you got called out in the chat room by shooting Wooten and he said that your van is actually a Dodge with a Ben's grill oh dude dude <laughs> burn don't listen to Wooten don't listen don't to listen. Wooten he says don't listen to Wooten and uh, yes, everybody, for some of the pictures that you've seen that we've shown throughout the show, of course, those were done by people out there that are way better photographers than us. And the one you did see of Grant Baylor was done by Mr. Shootin' Wooten in the chat room and on the internet. So feel free to go like him, follow him, and uh, don't steal his pictures. We just used him in the show. <laughs> that seemed, that seemed, that seemed good. I think yeah. that was good. Yeah, I was all right. Made up for it. Was it. Right. it was like a good cup on the butt. You know, you're like, good job. Good game. Oh, good we game. don't play baseball in here. Good game. We don't play. Okay, no baseball. <laughs> uh, so, Evan, you're ready. You're ready to rock and roll. You're on 43. Are You, you think you're going to catch Drew? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm that optimistic, but that'd be cool. It'd be cool to, <laughs> it'd be cool to see. Yep. Well, Drew, you're on 40. You're like 10, 10 rows back because you were in 10th last year. What do you think about going into this year? I mean, do you guys – and then this is – let's start with Drew. What are, your, what are your goals for the year? And then – so, Drew, answer it up, and then we want to hear from Evan too. Uh, my goals are to get top 10 every race, be, like be consistent, uh, get a top five, and then maybe get a podium, see how the year goes. Top 10 would be my goal. Pushing the top, I don't know, five, six, is what I'm shooting for. Epic. Evan? Mr. Evan? I'd like to see top five to seven finishes at least every race. Maybe a top five season end, uh, I guess, standings. and I would be pumped to see a podium. I'll definitely be working hard to, to get there. Right. That's awesome, man. Well, I do... I, the way you guys have been riding last year with the way that you guys did so well in the double-A class, you know, kind of getting into the top ten every now and again, um, and then coming into this year, what you showcased at the, the Burnt Gin, I think you guys are going to be doing pretty good. I think the biggest thing is don't freak yourself out. Go in there and do, you know, don't let it get to your head that you're kind of in the double, that you're in the pro class, blah, blah, blah. Like It's going to be babes yeah. in the pits nope. just coming at you. It's you just got to say no. It's an enduro. No. It's not going to happen. All the babes are taken because they're with some other guy and they got his sandwich, not yours. Okay? So don't get stupid. Uh, yeah, just have fun with it. That's the biggest thing is remember, like, what got you to where you are is the fact that you've been having fun riding your dirt bike. So don't go out there and think that now that you're in the pro class, it's a job. Because it's not yet. It's still fun. And just do that. Just have fun with it. If nothing else, Drew's voice got deeper and that just makes me tickle pink and I'm going to just go to sleep happy this evening. So. Dude. All right. Was that was that good? I mean, I feel like that was a pretty good pep talk. All right, here's here's my pep oh, talk. Oh, Caleb's pep talk. Drew? He's going to go, yep. 
I'm meaning to tell you this. You're out east, all right? Living the dream. I thought he said you're out like his belly button or something. Just tell me facts. Okay, sorry. That's right. All right, you're living the dream, okay? You're racing. Finally made it, double A. Mm-hmm. Or actually, pro. no, no. That's a pro, pro. Pro, sorry. That, I can't mix up. Anyways, you need to learn how to throw some whips, man. I think that's going to get you on the podium because you cannot throw a whip right now, and everybody else that's top five in the, in the pro class can throw whips, so... Neither work on that. Motocross tracks. What? We don't ride no motocross tracks out here. Look, there dude, you might come up George. on a hill and you might need to scrub it, man. It's going to happen. We rode some haggard out sand whoops today. <laughs> Did you scrub any? Uh, a little bit. There was like a little taking off the berm jump. All right, man. Dude, if you didn't Instagram it, it didn't happen. Oh, yeah, and you need to up your Instagram game, yeah. too, bro. You got to up the Instagram game. You got to be you social, really bro. You really do. Be like, me the ladies the, are going to be like, woo! Like, me and the bro working out, and y'all be like all sweaty in front of your vans. Like, stuff like that. That's Whatever you get, do, don't do that. Look, your sponsors want you to be recognized, and you need to have followers, so you got to up it. I believe in you. Yep. Let's listen to Mr. Caleb Ramsey. What, man? I got like. Don't take it serious. Have fun and be safe this weekend. (laughs) Do what? Is there there any races at home? Yeah, I'm uh, going down to the Torx race down south. Go hang out with the bros down south. They're really cool. Won that. Got that going for me, which is nice. Which is nice. Oh, not like a big deal, but also... Sorry. I'm approaching 100 wins. I'm at 98 right now. Uh, Just period period or like a certain series? No, I've all series pro, local pro wins. So I'm like the Chad. I feel like the Chad Reed of the sport, and that is appropriate because I'm the real <laughs> CR22. <laughs> God damn it! How do you how do you accomplish throwing yourself under the bus so well? What? Dude, I'm not throwing myself, throwing myself over the bus, man. <laughs> hey, you're Chad Chad Reed. Y'all's Instagram the same thing? Dude, okay, no, he okay. He's CR22, and I'm the 2-2, which is a bunch of bull crap. I should have got there first. But you but did. I was a little late to the Instagram game. But yeah, no, very, very close. Very, very close, though. Let's put the real 2-2. The real 2-2. Too, too late now. Now you know, we got to keep it simple for all the fans out there, you know. Just, like, it's easy to remember, you know. You know. His girlfriend is just shaking his head. Her Chad head. Reed, man. Her head. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyways. I don't know what goes on. She could, it could be a whatever. We'll just go with it. <laughs> All right, Drew and Evan, thank you very much for coming on Seat Time. Good luck this weekend at uh, Sumter. You guys have fun and kick yeah, ass sir. for the RPM FMF KTM team, right? Yeah, that's the plan. All right, thanks for being sexy, Drew. So. That voice, loving it. <laughs> you just, you're gonna have to call me instead of text me now, so I could just like be like, I'm going to sleep. Just talk to me, buddy. And I, be epic, epic! I love it. So much more of a man than I am because I got this like high pitched, whiny ass voice, and it's pretty pathetic. All right, you guys don't party too hard with the ladies now. All right. All the toothless wonders out there in Georgia. It'll be a struggle. <laughs> I can only imagine. The struggle is real. <laughs> All right, dude. You have fun. Thanks again. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Peace. Bye, guys. All right. Now, you said you wanted to talk a little about Supercross, so we got a couple more minutes here, so let's talk about Supercross before we finish out this show. so important. Okay, I'm fine. Let's All right, do it. going straight into it, okay? Wait, Steven. 
Opener for beer. Go. Straight into it. What is a gas cap vapor lock? Really? Like. Okay. Well, you do know why you have a vent hose. Okay. Yeah. No, no. I totally get that. But, however, I don't, I don't see how a lack of fuel can cause blue smoke. You know what I'm saying? That's my. That's my. That's what I'm saying. That's I didn't see saying. blue smoke. I saw you the see smoke. Him that thing I saw. I saw blue. the. It, it, I wasn't on mushrooms either while I was watching the Supercross. Burning oil. What oil? I mean, if it's blue smoke, then it's got to be burning some kind of oil. You know, that's like thinking like a ring problem or, or something like that. You know, I'm. You know, I mean, like a some kind well, of motor issue. It just doesn't mean make sense for me. Like if I didn't see a huge fume of blue smoke, I'd be like, okay, yeah, vapor lock, whatever. But I'm like, come on now, like. So it makes you think oil. Like it makes me think some kind of motor issue, and they're just covering it up with oh gas cap. Well, I don't know. Call me crazy. He would have to think on his feet about that though, because he still had his helmet on, right? When Jenny Taff was talking to him, but he he's like, paper lap. oh wait, Loretta Lynn, you know. <laughs> I'm a 65, yeah. Oh, I'm a 65. Like, oh, thanks for the history lesson. Like, I don't know. Like, how can you diagnose something like that quick? I, I mean, and they said they popped in and started back up. I don't know. Call me crazy. But I just, like, the blue smoke was like, hey, red flag. Like, it just seems like he was having some kind of other issue, some kind of weird issue, you know? Because right. those blacks are not, not human. I mean, Nope. Whatever, dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they're, they're like normal. They're like there's nothing. There's not a factory part in there. You know what I mean? So it's just. I'm sorry, not a stock part in there. So like I don't know. Just I got a conspiracy theory going on. I like it. I like know. it. So what do you think happened? I dude, I don't know. Some just kind of technical malfunction. Malf- I don't know something. I I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. This is your big story? Yeah, dude, I mean, I thought like you would have some more input on this and you're just looking at me like I'm crazy like no, it's vapor lock. I'll be honest, when I was watching it, I kind of like definitely rewound it a couple times and then they rewound it a couple times and watched it and stuff. I didn't see the blue smoke, but again, I wasn't looking for it. Now that you mention it, I'm going to want to go back and watch for it and to kind of see if I noticed a color to the smoke. Haley, you're watching it. Uh, Call me crazy or not. Was there blue smoke? See, you want to rewatch it. She said a little. She said a little. She said it's because she's your girlfriend. She's caught <laughs> off guard. She's like, oh, we can't do a dirt bike interview. <laughs> but at the same time, as we all know, I'm definitely not the mechanic. So right. you know, if somebody were to say, hey, there's blue smoke, what do you think that is? going to be like, mm, a problem? A you know, problem? like, <laughs> so. Yeah, that's true. So, but, but uh, you're—I mean, I know you know what you're doing on a motorcycle. So, if it was blue smoke and it's something that could be an oil thing, then yes, absolutely. That do the little knowledge I do have, yes, then that obviously would be much more of an issue than just some form of vapor lock. Now, the thing is, is when something were to vapor lock, when the bike were to vapor lock, it would act as if it had run out of gas. Right. Right? Because of the airflow. I mean, there's just nothing. So when it would try to suck, it just it can't because it doesn't have anything to push so, yeah, air dude. to push it through. The smoke itself that were that kind of poured out 
those couple times as he was kicking it and stuff like that, that, thinking about it, isn't something that I have seen too normal when a bike runs out of gas. Yeah, it's like... Because I've, yeah, you know, exactly. I've had those times where I've been on my KTM and I've had it on regular, you know, the... the, the Valve, the, yeah, the petcock, petcock pet on regular before instead of reserve and then stuff like that. Like now, granted, I'm on the bike kicking it, and I've seen, but I, I don't think of that as being a normal occurrence for when a bike is out of fuel. No. I don't know. No, I have to. I need to do some more research. But I mean, I just, I don't know. It just doesn't doesn't seem right. I'm sitting there like, oh, his bike blew up, and then he's still riding. He's like, oh, vapor lock. There was and blue I'm, smoke. Aha! Uh-huh, confirmed. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, there's, I don't know. It's a weird deal. Um, yeah. Who, hey, Haley, who is that that got second? Is that local dude? That was a really good ride from him. I can't think of his name. I just went, went mind blank. Colt Nichols? Yes. From Nichols. Oklahoma. Yes, yes. Yeah. He, he actually, did really good. yeah, he did really good. He plays a mean wiffle ball. We actually met him this summer at the Greens. Mean wiffle ball. Really? Yeah. Can out. I go to the greens? Hey, dude, it's it's legit. No, really. Full soccer field, wiffle ball. I'm not kidding. I want to grilling. Go. I'd love to be there. Um, um, but anyways, I met him out there, and he's a very cool dude. And then so that was like really cool to see him up on his uh, yeah best finish ever. So that was a uh, very cool. Uh, and this is one thing that so I, I kind of wanted to talk about, and I didn't know if we were going to get to it. And I figured Absolutely. since we're on Supercross, we might as well talk about this a little bit. Is this this morning for those of you that may not follow us on Facebook? Facebook.com/slash/seattimes an easy way to get to it if you don't. So please go like us there. But this morning I posted um, from Swizz Corner, the uh, Pulp MX Swizz Corner, one of his little fans or followers or whatever yeah, posted up a, a little bunch. blog post. Yeah, and, and it's titled "Ignorant or Stupid," um, and honestly. This is kind of one of those big call-outs on all the keyboard warriors out there who just saw Stewart pull off on lap nine in Oakland and kind of just flip their shit, call them out, blah, blah, blah. Typical Stewart, all 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 those kinds of Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, And and I think that this is a... Though a lot of the stuff Pulpamex does and Steve Mathis and stuff probably is not extremely extremely well put together and grammatically correct, I did feel that this was actually still a good piece of editorial writing. Um, I'm not going to go show it to my mom to check it as an English teacher or any of that kind of shit, but the premise behind it is awesome um, because of the fact that it's pretty much saying, guys, don't be stupid. He did just have a huge head injury four weeks ago. Yeah, this is more than a concussion. I mean, this is... Or this is... This is... I don't say more than concussion. It was a concussion, but this is... uh, uh, kind of aftermath like there's more going on yeah. here and, and that's this, and he's like, not the only person too that stuff like this has happened you know every concussion's different and different parts of it i mean brain's a pretty crazy thing and, and i think a lot of the brain is probably the one thing that we know the least about and it's probably one of it's obviously the most important part yeah, for us besides you know it keeps everything else going but it's it's so so fragile at the same time with everything else that's yeah, going on. It's not on. like any other organ where you damage it and you have a consistent, you know, die. You have you diagnose it and have a consistent recovery or whatever else. There's there's so much more going on here, and like you know, Stewart. Yeah, last two years have been really bad for him, but homeboy's not going to pull off the track unless he needs to pull, off the, pull track. off the track. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, no matter what has happened in the last two years, so. When I posted this up, though, I, I asked for thoughts. I, you know, and that was the biggest thing. It's like 
I kind of wanted to just see it because I again I thought that this was a good read, um, and I kind of wanted to know what other people thought about it. And there was a couple good ones that I got that. Uh, so, uh, Katie Sutherland is actually Gary Sutherland's mom. She her comment was head injuries do take a long time to sort themselves out. I just don't understand. Did he not practice this week and have any indication? A lot of people were thinking the same thing, and and this is a good point. I like this reaction. This response to hers was: "There's a big difference in heart rate practicing on a familiar track and racing the best in the world on a new track. The only way to know is to try." I'm happy to see him listening to his body. I just hope he recovers. That's a very good point. That's, yeah. that's exactly it's right. Like, yeah, yeah, honestly, he probably was practicing. He probably was on the bike. Absolutely. He was doing all those kinds of He's things. Like, okay, but it's I'm like, good. Yeah, you know? but that's why it's practice. Because yeah. it's practice. It's not the race, and it's just one of those situations where we don't know the brain enough to know what kind of situations we're putting ourselves in. So when he gets out there and he's pushing it 110, you, you, like, you're 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 blood pressure. Yeah, you're gonna have more blood pressure. Sorry, more blood pressure whenever you're railing again in Supercross than you are railing your Supercross track at home. Yep. It's just that somebody's behind you, you know, gotta catch a guy in front of you thing, and that's just gonna that's gonna raise it that many more points, and that's gonna do more things in your head. Yep. Another one from uh, Amanda Campbell uh, talking about the protocol testing that goes on. So obviously. <laughs> You know, when he had this wreck um, with the T-bone that happened with Dungey at A1, you know, okay, well, shit, dude's knocked out. They know that they're doing baseline testing for um, what is going on with a concussion and all that kinds of stuff. Dude, is there, is there, is, is, I mean, is Asterix doing anything? Yeah, so what Asterix Asterix does is before the season starts, they do a baseline test. So, and and this is just a series of questions um, that kind of, to gauge how quick and how well and how uh, to a degree you as a person respond to their questions when your brain is normal, unconcussed, right? So that way when you are concussed and there are there are potential issues with how fast or how quickly or how correct That's not your brain to. is firing, yes, that they can ask these questions and or do these physical tests again and compare it to your baseline that they did at the beginning of the year and know that you're off off where you should be, and Makes then they sense. and then they can make a a, um, a professional judgment on whether you can or cannot race, uh, where they think you might be too concussed still or, or any to that degree. So, you know, it's one of those deals where she's talking about protocol, that kinds of stuff. Or does that mean that protocol should be tough, more tough? Uh, is it not good enough, and all that kinds of stuff? And I think it goes back into the fact that we just don't know enough about the human brain um, and about how the human body functions i mean it's just to to go out there and race and then to realize that you've got blurry vision going as fast as you can jumping 60 70 80 foot triples and around 20 other guys like fuck yeah you pull off i mean that's what i mean like you die i can't think of anything to run run your blood pressure higher than a supercross start i mean like for real though like i can't imagine anything more to like Get your, you know, get your blood pumping. Oh, I know. Ooh. So apparently, what we were, what you were talking about is they actually that. came up on Vital MX that people else, other people were calling it blue, and they were saying that it was raw fuel, and there's no way that raw fuel still looks like a gas, because raw fuel is the liquid. I don't know what kind of fuel they're burning, but 
I haven't seen any that burnt blue. Race gas. I, I, I know, but still, I, I'm going to go get me some... Some of that. Some race... Yeah. I'm going to go to Colorado and get some of that race fuel. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> I'm talking about some 111 octane, just stick a match to it and be like, okay, it's black. All right. That rules that out. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy blue. Raw fuel burning blue. Like, no. I don't know. Anyways, uh, did you see that pass by El Hombre on mm, Chad When he Reed? got all wickety-wickety-whack? His rear tire, dude. Anderson, like, boop. And it's like, oh, yeah, he's like, crash, I got it. Crash, stop the break. <laughs> make the pass. It's like, dude, that's gnarly. But big props to Reed. He's been doing really good lately. And I know. This wasn't a great weekend for him last weekend, but but he has been doing really, really well. It's and, pretty uh, nuts. I mean, honestly, like, I'm... You know, you gotta, you kind of like almost have to be a Chad Reed fan. You kind of got to appreciate the fact of what he's doing and everything like that. He's a character, but yeah, absolutely. <sighs> I he's, don't know. he's 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 kind of like an older Dungey. He just keeps on keeping on. And I will say this: um, I'm pretty much a Dungey hater, like big time. <laughs> I love like, KTM. Just yeah, yeah, I'm a KTM guy, but I'm just like Dungey hater. And um, and all you're like, oh, Dungeon's the best, he's the best. Yeah, I know. But I judge people that I cheer on in Motocross Supercross based on style and based on whip and whip angle. Whip abilities. And whip abilities. And Dungey is, the, that's why I'm not a Dungey fan. He just never cranks him over. That's because he's the diesel, bro. He's a diesel, yeah, I know. However, two of his last three wins... He's cranked one over over the finish line. So you're like so, you're creeping your way into like. I, I know. I'm just giving him respect, uh, but still not gonna cheer for him. But I do think that's very cool. So like, I don't know what's when got, you're walking past the other softball team. You're giving him high five, still saying good game. You haven't like totally like gone under the butt slap yet. Well, man, I told you we're not talking about baseball in here again. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, cool. Whip ability. Whip abilities. Whip abilities. So remember, guys, this is seat time. This has been episode 195. 195. 190. Yeah, 195. Oh, shit, we're five weeks away from episode 200. And I'm two races away from win 100. Sounds like I need to get another another case of beer for, <laughs> for five weeks from now. Um, That's awesome, man. It's going to be interesting. So, remember, we are back to our all Tuesday nights all the time. So, we'll be here 8 p.m. Central Standard Time live at seatime.co slash live. That's pretty easy, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Don't Can't screw that up. Mm-hmm. Of course, we are brought Simple. to you by Fly Racing at flyracing.com, Kindatire USA at kindatire.com, and SRT Offroad at srtoffroad.com. Oh, man, luckily enough, it's easy. Yeah, I have like... Uh, don't yeah. have to ride them on the pit board like Cody Webb has to, and be like, oh, yeah. "Here's your sponsors." That was funny. Uh, that they even showed it on TV too. I yeah, was like, don't, "Yeah, don't yeah, show you saw that. it." Like, don't. dude, come on. Like, we all know because his eyes are doing this. Hey, come on, at least memorize them, bro. Like, yeah, practice in the mirror or whatever. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's weird, but I've done it for shit. It's strange. Yeah. So. So. We'll be back next week. It's going to be fun to talk to all the winners and maybe possibly some of the guys that didn't do too well after the National Enduro at Sumter. Some of the things that are coming up is, of course, Sumter. National Enduro kicks off this weekend. Valentine's in two weeks. And then Super Enduro in Argentina, February 20th, which Cody Webb did allude to a little bit 
earlier. Um, yeah, after that, SeatTime.co is the website. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher if you search for SeatTime. Uh, Facebook.com slash SeatTime. Twitter is at SeatTime underscore CO. On Instagram, it's regular old at SeatTime. And, of course, YouTube is SeatTime CO. And then after that, I'm Brian Pierce. You can find me at Woody B. Pierce on the internets. Caleb Ramsey, a.k.a. Raleb Camsey. So we'll see you guys What's next your, time. You're, you're not Chad Reed. You're at not Chad oh, the, Reed. Yeah, the tutu. You can follow me on Instagram and only Instagram. I'm not on Twitter or anything else like that. I'm Loser. kind of Instagram, Facebook. So There it is. Well, thank you very so, much. Episode 195. Uh, we'll see you again in a week. Mic drop. These are too expensive.